Drea the Vibe Dealer does exactly what her name says. In songwriting that lives in the space between atmospheric melodies and jazzy instrumentals, the vibes being dealt are heady. She's joining me in the studio to discuss all of it. Drea, welcome to Vocalo. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I've been thinking about a long vacation outside of my head. Go someplace where everything is I'm excited to have you here because the last time you were here, it wasn't really even that long ago, but I do feel like a lot has happened since then. Catch us up on what uh, the latter half of 2018 has has brought for you. Well, on a whim, I've been sitting on some songs for a second and uh, there's this one called Vacation. And one day it was it, it was a day that it snowed randomly. And I was like, this is my actual mood, this song. So today is the day I'm just going to put it out. Vacation um, is a conversation between two wanderers who can't wander. It's really about wanderlust. Mm. And um, the first line is, I've been thinking about a long vacation outside of my head. Because I'm a daydreamer. I can go anywhere in here. Mm -hmm. But I'm really thinking about getting out of my head and out into the space and seeing all of those things. I've been thinking about some reputations that's better for me. So since then, I just started to wrap up some things um, on the project, getting closer and closer to finally letting it be out in the world. I've been working on it for, in February, it'll be three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really just some demos I had. Mm-hmm. I got into an accident um, when, in 2015. I was crossing the street and I got hit by a car. Oh, no. Right. And, and usually I would say, oh, no. But, like, the cool thing about it is that it made me have to sit down. I couldn't walk for a while. So it made me have to sit down and reevaluate some things. Um, so I started making little songs in, my, in the guest room of my parents' house because I was rehabilitating there. Sure. So I had a little setup. And I'll have my microphone on my nightstand and my MIDI in my lap. And I was just sampling things and making tracks. And I made about 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Just some of them were just acapella. Some of them were just loops. And my friend, Andy Bauer, who I went to high school with, who was also out in the world touring. We both went to Milwaukee High School of the Arts. So I was a vocal jazz major. He was a drum major. But we were living in our professions. Um, I had sent him some of my demos. And he was like, yo, I'm like co-owner of this studio in New York. Like, I'm I'm down to just flesh (laughs) these out with you. These are really good starts to songs. And I hadn't, up until that point, I would come in after the soundscape was kind of built or be in on building it, but not starting it myself. Yeah. So that's the first time I've taken that role as co-producer. That's exciting. Yeah. And the, (laughs) the, I mean, the ease with which... This all happened. Not the ease with which the writing, the creating happens, mm-hmm. the ease with which you can share these things yeah. with somebody, the ease with which you can release something out into into the public without having to go through a label or jump through any sort of hoops. That's so advantageous yeah. to like this generation of, of artists. Uh, tell me uh, about the role that technology plays in your work because you do do a lot of like acoustic stuff yeah. but like you said the, you've got a midi in your hand you yeah. can create anything yeah that was new so my start 
I I got my first deal in 2007. So it's a totally different. It's yeah, totally different ball game. Now. Yeah, yeah. I was 22 years old, and um, back then you did have to get things approved, and you did have to like meet a standard. There was a thing called industry standard. Yeah, which is like a crazy concept now. What what is a standard? Yeah, but. The first project I was in, he say, she say, I didn't really get to utilize all of the stuff that's happening now. It was like MySpace days. Yeah. So I had like a MySpace thing or whatever. My second band, Pyramids, was when I began to be able to use the Internet to my advantage mm-hmm. um, because that's how we knew who was listening. Um, that got me to play in Paris. They got me to play in London, um, Sweden, Afropunk. Yeah. The Internet helped that. Shoot, Afropunk had covered one of our songs. And they said, um, they, they had it on their site. They said it sounded like, I sounded like if Susie Sue and Billie Holiday had a baby. Damn, that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about anybody. Listen, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, y'all get me. So I started to kind of troll them on Twitter. Like, you know, if y'all like me, like my band so much, you should let me play the fest. And I just kept tweeting them. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. I, I, it, and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. I mean, to think, like, when I was 16, I never thought I can have that kind of access to just be like, if I tweet what is a tweet? Yeah. First I tweet. Of all, yeah. <laughs> if I tweet persistently, I can get this thing. So that was my first taste of it, like manifesting things through inter- the Internet, through tweeting. Yeah. Um, and then Pyramids took a break because uh, the my co my teammate, my bandmate in it, he pl- he was in um, he's in OK Go band. OK Go. Mm-hmm. So OK Go picked back up in touring and whatnot. So I took a hiatus. The accident happened in my hiatus, mm. prolonged my hiatus. Sure. So while I was laid up, the internet helped me get beats. Like I was just like, it was this kid, Sonny. He was on a beat tape that um, Ben, who goes by Neon Pajamas, he had put out a beat tape. And I heard this beat by Sonny. And I was like, I opened up my voice memos. I'm like, I'm just going to write a song over this beat. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to send it to him and see if he'll send me more beats. And that worked. Because I'm like, I'm laid up. Somebody needs to send me some beats, okay? <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I can't go nowhere. Yeah. So because of the internet, I got a whole folder from Sonny, which ended up being two, three-song EPs, which got my feet back into it. I hadn't had a SoundCloud. I didn't start on SoundCloud. Yeah. So, like, I hadn't had one. I had one song on my SoundCloud when I when I had the car accident. And I ended up putting six six more songs up. Next, uh, thanks to Sonny and that got the ball rolling on me playing out again yeah. and he, he basically gave me a set to play that's amazing yeah Jill Hopkins, you're listening to Vocalo, joining me in the studio, singer, songwriter, Drea, the vibe dealer. So now on SoundCloud, you can find uh, the Triple Goddess EP from, mm-hmm. from, from, a, few, from a few years ago. That's mm-hmm. mysticism. That's femininity. Yes. We're looking ahead to the new project right mm-hmm. now, Triple O. Mm-hmm. What stories are you telling with that? Uh, thank you for asking that, by the way. I've always been a songwriter. Mm-hmm. The singing came after the songwriting because I was like, who going to sing these songs? Oh, I guess I'll do it. I guess yeah. I'll do it. I got to get over stage right and sing these songs. So I wrote a lot of love songs uh, when I was in my teens and 20s. I like to say the songs I write now are life songs. 
it's more of the data collecting and the observations mm-hmm. that I've had. And a lot of it does come through mysticism and spirituality. I don't like to be heavy handed, mm. you know, with it. It's I still want it to be relatable. So I feel like these this next group, the triple O goddess, which is like triple OG because I'm auntie. I've been here. I'm not new. <laughs> I'm not new. I've been right up under y'all nose whole time. The whole time whole time you know i'm just quiet um (laughs) but a lot of these things are about um self-mastery um aligning oneself with oneself attuning and what what it means to do those things uh the triple goddess the reason why i chose that is uh the number three i'm really into the number three um it's a very divine number Mm -hmm. you know the mind body soul um maiden mother crone um, all the, the mystical magical threes. But I feel like to be divine is to be the young woman, the the creative woman, the creator, and the wise woman all at once. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at 30, which is when I started these triple goddesses, this whole movement of triple goddess, that's when I felt that. Like I had reached a point where I'm like, oh, I can say no. <laughs> it's a very freeing feeling. Listen, yeah. liberated. Yeah. So I'm like, I can say no. I can say I'm tired. I can say I, that doesn't suit me um, and say it confidently. I'm more confident in being confident, um, unapologetic in it, yeah. you know. So um, it's really about that owning my spot. Like, I know I'm a priestess. I know I'm a, a mystic. I know I'm a musician. I know I'm a healer. And it's just basically like, like, hey, I know this. Let me let y'all in on it. Also, you house those things. It is, it's not just me. It's just that I've accessed it. Everyone has the ability to access it. This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. Joining me in the studio, Tria, the vibe dealer. The Triple O Goddess Project coming out. How are you planning this rollout? What does 2019 have in store for the vibe dealer? You know, the major component of magic is mystery, right? (laughs) (laughs) Always leaving wanting more. (laughs) I could tell you that I'm probably going to drop another song that's not on the project because me me and Smino did a, a... uh, you know, he produces too. Mm-hmm. We were on FaceTime one day. He was playing some. I was like, what's that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, this? I'm like, yeah, that. What's that? I was like, send it to me. And I like demoed it. And we're almost done with it. I just got to get a bounce because, you know, that man that man is busy. So I just got to get the bounce of it. But that one's called The Plight of the Empath. Yeah. And it's a bop for empaths because we need our bops too. You know, we got to twerk with mm. our head wraps on. Yes. Um, so- All that empathy. <laughs> is exhausting it's literally what the song is about <laughs> it's true though. the the hook of the song is i get down when the world gets down yeah and it's literally the the hookiest part of it um and i feel like a lot of a lot of empaths can relate to the line i'm a sensitive being of the light variety if it comes through you then it comes to me so it's it's pretty much why we have social anxiety when we go out to parties why you only see dria at a party for an hour and a half <laughs> It's already I'll be like, auntie out. I'm going to start saying goodbye <laughs> 45 minutes in mm-hmm. and then at that hour and a half mark. I'll be posted I'll by be the door, on a, perched on a, on a stool with my cider, which is like the auntie wine cooler, like the 2018 wine cooler. Say that. <laughs> it is a great time of year for a nice warm beverage. Okay. Let's, let's mull some cider. 
<laughs> Let's get some info out for the folks so they can find all your music. Uh, Twitter at uh, Drea Vibe Dealer, Instagram at Drea the Vibe Dealer, mm-hmm. and Facebook support your local vibe dealer. Tis me. When you're ready.